following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Moving into Housing Complex C on this episode of the Toonami Vehicle Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me, I have... Super psyched for October. Happy Kuro Kitty. And... Somewhat psyched for October, editorial writer, <laughs> Velor GTZ. And bringing up the rear. Also kind of psyched for October and Halloween, editorial writer, Laser Kid. What is wrong with you guys? How can you not love... <laughs> October. I like October. I'm just playing with a gag. I, 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 I don't even you know you. October. I don't even know you guys. I don't even know you. I mean, it's a little unfair in my case because you know that October has a significance to specifically me. So you know. Yes. Cake day. <laughs> yes, That's cake all. day. Cake day is coming in a couple of uh, three three weeks. Yeah. We are here to talk about Toonami's latest original co-production with uh, Production IG USA, Housing Complex C. But what's the one thing that's more unnerving than the first episode of this show? More unfortunate things happening over at Warner Brothers Discovery. Oh, man. Uh, all three of the prior Crunchyroll co-productions that Adult Swim did, Fena, Pirate Princess, Blade Runner, Black Lotus, and Shinmu, the animation, have all had their rights written off. I am very sad. It's really unclear. I mean, we can make some suppositions. I initially thought it was Crunchyroll, but it looked more like Warner Brothers didn't want to oh, put in most the money. definitely warner brothers however yeah. however this this is this is the business brain going on right here look only shenmu had any chance of getting more episodes because the other two were intended to be one and done even though there's clearly more you could have done with both of them but i won't get into that anyway they had no intention of doing more of those they were maybe going to do more Shinmu. It seemed to be do well enough. But anything that they'd want to do with those properties, Crunchyroll's going to make it a headache. So what yeah. reason does Warner have to keep them around? Even if, relatively speaking, compared to a $90 million movie, it's pocket change to write these shows off. We're looking no at you, Batgirl. around. Just... just just no reason for Zazlov to keep him around. Oh, uh, man. Poor, me and my poor Shinmu buddies just get the shaft once again. Shinmu is the most cursed franchise. I know. It makes me very sad because I love it so very much. No, I'm I'm not ready to write it off. I, I have seen shows make miraculous comebacks for additional seasons. Um, you know, like D. Gray, man. True. Season three and four, which was like languishing in dub oh. 
Hell for ages, and now and have, he's made. And now we got that and Hollow, yeah. Exactly, and and regardless of how you feel about Good that point. show, the point, point is it's an example of something we thought would never happen and happened. So maybe maybe because right now the relationship between the two production companies is so tenuous that it's just too it's too raw. So let mm-hmm. it simmer a bit, let it simmer, and then keep the pressure on fans. Like maybe when the next game comes out then there'll be like a, a, a lot of hype for it and then we can bring up the conversation for a season two again you know next game if yeah. there's a next game ever <laughs> uh, i was i was hoping that the show would get us a next game we're not i'm not sure we're gonna get a next game to get in more shows i was hoping uh, the show just, was gonna continue the story past the third game just, i uh, just, legit just was too anime just just do it oh boy yeah. I mean, at least for like uh, Blade Runner, Journey. like Blade Runner is like such a large franchise at this point. Like, it's gonna have something else. Like, it has that Amazon Studio yeah. show coming. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you could do a lot more Blade Runner. Doesn't have to be Black Lotus. That actually, no, like, Black Lotus. Blade Runner could be almost an anthology series. You could do Black Lotus one season, and the next season be called I don't know Purple Dahlia. I, I'm just making shit <laughs> up, but like, like be about something completely different, but written in the same world. You know, it could be anthology. Absolutely. Which is what I would do if I were a person. See, when the good idea very straight. Blade Runner, <laughs> the lavender. <laughs> Blade Runner, the mouthwash of doom. <laughs> Blade Runner, the blue peony. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Blue flower, red thorns. Blue flower, red thorns. <laughs> Be so much so easier if I want colorblind. Colorblind. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, is very good. Blade Runner, the orange, orange. So, (laughs) even though they can't air these, they can't stream these, uh, Blade Runner got pulled off of HBO Max, and Fena was supposed to be on there, but never did, and Shenmue also was never on HBO Max. You can still buy them digitally on iTunes, Amazon, and Vudu. Except for Shenmue. Oh, yeah. You can't do that with Shenmue. I I would. I would if I could. That, that, that's the worst part of it. That double lost to the void. Yeah. Oh my god. And I lost my DVR recording, so I'm so sad. No, this is why people pirate. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna say You're it. Right. When you have You're stupid deals right. like this, that's what's gonna drive people to pirate. Because you bet your ass it's gonna be available somewhere. And oh, I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying it's a fact. The famous <laughs> quote: "Piracy is a service problem." And. <laughs> It's true. If 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 they're not going to make that available to anybody, yeah, people who really want it, they're going to find it somehow. I mean, I have it on my DVR, so I have all those shows on my DVR. Thankfully. Why did I delete my recordings? I didn't <laughs> delete my recordings. My my uh, folks who I uh, share a sling account with uh, overrode it with other things. They didn't even delete it. it. Just you know, they just overused the That's DVR. That's why you need to lock them. I did. You can lock them. Yeah, you can. You can. I I locked them, but the problem is my folks locked theirs too, and so it was just like, well, locked versus locked. I don't think I've ever had that problem. Uh, I have. I have. um, I'm really sneaky, so I got an app on my phone, and even though I don't live at the house where I have the DVR at my parents' house, with my phone app, I can act access it whenever I want and then I can Ooh. I can lock it from there and make sure uh-huh. they never get rid of the recording and every now and then if I see it filling up I'll go and delete like 
random stuff on there. <laughs> like, no, so, no, nothing DR can was my was, shows. <laughs> DR Shem was like a PlayStation 3 with PT on it. DV Grow Kitty. Jeez. Uh, yeah. So, even though, in a sense, these dubs have become lost media, not really. <laughs> they exist out there. There are ways. Ah, uh, how ironic for a pirate show. How Fair ironic. Enough. They're the real pirate <laughs> princess now. I Okay, what do you think the chances are of Netflix trying to get any of these? No. Uh, no, you don't think so? Well, for, for one thing, they're, they're still Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll still has these licenses. They're not losing their rights. It, Netflix got, got Demon Slayer. They don't have yeah, like exclusive it, yeah. rights. To no, Demon they don't Slayer, have. Though. They don't have Demon Slayer season two even. So, uh, yet, the, yet, and I, I would stress yet, but on the other hand, kind of seems like Crunchyroll doesn't want to share. Just, just does not. They, want to share. they, they do not do this toy sharing Though thing they, very well. They do currently have some stuff on Hulu. They're still adding stuff to Hulu, but that's like the exception. Wait, Crunchyroll is hitting all the marks lately. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, uh, boy. Yeah, yeah. Lots of uh, <laughs> lots of problems with Crunchyroll. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, yes, Crunchyroll is still going to have these shows streaming. Sub only. Jason's not even sure if they can stream the dubs. They m- might not be allowed to do that. Which is kind of stupid, but at the same time, like, yeah, they they probably didn't pay for those dubs. So, because <laughs> if they did, they wouldn't have been union. Oof. Oh, yeah. burn. Just a meeting, Crunchyroll. Just a meeting. Okay, I'm done. I did go see that Gundam movie that was dubbed Union by Crunchyroll, though more so out of obligation to Sunrise. So, you know, doesn't really count. But it's a good dub. It is a good dub. It was a good movie. They uh they really expanded what was originally one episode of Mobile Suit Gundam. Good good story. Classic you know uh, who's the, who who's actually the bad guy here? No one's Ooh. really the bad guy, you know, that kind of story. But uh yeah. If you want to collect these shows, you can still do so digitally or you know, it's, it's not helping anybody Otherwise, or you so can be a Shenmue can, fan and just have no just, choice. You could just uh, just uh, do what you're going to do. You can be a Shenmue fan and just cry for another 10 years. <laughs> hey, I have no more tears. I, I'm going to tell you all, no judgment. No judgment. There are ways. Yeah, yeah. We, there are there some are pathways ways. that some consider to be unnatural. The dark alleyway <laughs> with the VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is that? <laughs> Can you teach me these techniques? <laughs> Not from a Jedi. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So that's definitely unfortunate if uh, you like those shows, and it's also. Not, not exactly reassuring on the uh, is Toonami gonna be okay front. <laughs> but I, feel I, like... I do want to make the argument that it's gonna be less likely that they're gonna write off these 
co-productions that don't involve Crunchyroll. Yeah, that's that's. I, I feel like we're going to be okay as long as it doesn't involve Crunchyroll again, because I, I feel like that's kind of a shot back at Crunchyroll, who, who honestly shot the first shot. So it's like, yeah. Hmm. The biggest burn from this, though, is that these were Adult Swim features, and they're not available on Adult Swim. I think yeah. that that burns the most out of all this, and 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 not just these three shows, but then the other the other stuff that's being pulled off of the Cartoon Network and Adult Swim um, websites for streaming, and and even you know whatever all their all of their um, their partners like Hulu and such, uh, HBO Max, Tone, yeah, poor Tone. He will never quest again. <laughs> no. <laughs> And you can hang out with Rio in uh, Media Hell. I can only imagine how frustrated Jason must feel. Like he get he gets this awesome promotion and he starts these amazing projects, and then all of a sudden the industry gets turned on its head with all these different mergers, and like it's like the the news keeps dropping. You know, the new new stuff keeps happening. That's just like further and further. Depressing is not quite the word I want to use, but that is sure how I would feel if I were. I mean, like, it's got to be demoralizing. If I was a content producer, if I made TV shows, I would be very concerned right now. <laughs> yeah, it's mm. a very interesting time period. Uh, it's really kind of sad just to see all this all happen at exactly the same time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of all has to happen at the same time because of. Uh, the time window in which it's allowed to happen. Yeah. I'm surprised that time window hasn't closed yet, but uh, maybe it's finally over. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, I hope House of Complex he does well. Oh, it's worse. Because <laughs> uh, even if it doesn't involve Crunchyroll, they still have the argument of we can really only trot this out every now and then. It's only four episodes. Why keep it around? So, yeah, I put nothing past these people. Yeah, keep your DVR recordings, everyone. We don't know what's going to happen. Anyway. Yep, anyway. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Toonami has a new original series, and we are here to talk about it, as it is appropriately starting in the spoopy month. Yay. Huzzah! Yes. It's uh, appropriate that it is a four-episode series running in October. And with that, let us get into the first episode of Housing Complex C, Optical Illusion. In the cold opening, two girls are running away from a very large man. One girl hits the man and a bottle of liquid breaks, causing him to see a rainbow. Then we see a vision of some sort of ritual where the girl screams, and her sound waves seem to disintegrate the soldiers around her. Flashing back to this current scene, the large man screams, Kimi! And is attacked by a father screaming at him to stay away from his daughter. Title scream. This uh, would have to presume is uh, happening before this. Uh, 
on a very hot morning, a man goes by Taka, is thinking he's seeing something, but he doesn't believe his eyes. The uh, other residents gather on this hot morning that is so hot that a cicada dies. That Uh, is pretty damn hot. Them being Taka, Yoshikin, Koba, Wada, and Momo. These are nicknames. You get their full names if you read the Japanese credits. But this is how they are referred to in the dub, at least. They are talking about the funeral processions that are currently happening in the area and the rituals involved. And Wada rebukes the men for day drinking. But (laughs) they reply, and I'm sure Darrell would have things to say about this, (laughs) that drinking is part of the ritual. Drinking spirits represents purification and almsgiving. Sure. We're drinking spirits to honor the spirits. I mean, come on. Makes perfect sense. Now, some of them are thinking that these, uh, that they're surprised that these rituals still going on all these years later. But Taka says that he hopes that the funeral processions continue to thrive. And he points out that the Tory gates that are across the way likely originated from the Kurokado people, which once called the seaside village of Kurosaki home. But only the songs and the rituals are all that remain. The others joke that Taka is a know-it-all, but he insists that those rituals are important, more important than they realize. Right about then, Kimi appears and starts immediately complaining about how hot it is. Kind of an interesting thing happens. There's like a ring from a phone and then a flash over to a shaved ice sign. And Kimmy has the realization that she wants shaved ice. Shaved ice would be great in this hot, hot weather. Well, the residents decide that they could go search the old storeroom that was built for protection during the war. That They wanted to search that for a shaved ice maker. So they visit the old storeroom for the shaved ice maker. And they talk about Kojima, who was a prior resident who passed away sometime before Kimi moved in. And apparently a hoarder. Yeah, he is a hoarder <laughs> that, that took things from all around the village and kept them in the storeroom. All manner of things. It's just all manner of things. A Kokeshi doll, a, a, a fan with an anime character on it. And wouldn't you know it, a shaved ice maker. They even wondered if there might be enough AC units down there for everybody, but uh, they they quickly determined that that's probably not the case. Uh, With the others satisfied with their finds, they leave the storeroom, but Kimi and Taka decide to explore. I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. I mean, why wouldn't you? I would have run away screaming. There's some goodies (laughs) under there. Yeah. You never know. Like a zoetrope. (laughs) <laughs> it creates an optical illusion. And at this point, Taka explains what a optical illusion is to Kimi by showing her the classic, these two lines are exactly the same length, but your brain thinks that this one is long. Optical illusion. She seems really fascinated by the concept. She seems optical. to also not 
really get it to. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anything that looks weird we learned, must be an optical illusion. She's as nine. we learn in a bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, as they continue to uh, look through things, they stumble upon a dead dog. What is this, Jojo? Uh, oh! Araki must oh. be happy with this show. And they discover that the storeroom was built into some kind of old ruins. Uh, with that knowledge, the residents decide that they should probably use a padlock to keep people out of the storage room. Spoiler alert, it doesn't work very well. He, he pockets a uh, he pockets a stone with some symbol on it or something, too. Yeah. Right? Yes, Creepy, he does. Creepy uh, mystic symbol. Oh, it's a star. Uh... I couldn't see it. It was so quick. It flashed by so quick, I couldn't really see the symbol. It I thought was it was like, a few like an things eye. that happened so quick. It, it has an eye, eye in there. It's 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 like a not very well drawn star. It looks like an occult marker of some kind, to be honest. Yeah, star I thought it really was like a JoJo eye thing. No, not that kind of star. Like more of like a uh, Cthulhu star. Yes, hmm. most likely. And at that point, he flashes back to what he thought he saw earlier, and we get a better look of what he saw. Which was uh, some kind of fish creature. Yeah, that's great. I I rewatched that like a couple times to try and figure out what that was. It was I I wasn't quite sure either. A V Lord Nunsa is invading housing complex C. Oh my god! <laughs> now I can't unthink it. <laughs> You're welcome. Big white fish-like creature. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so naturally, these things do very much disturb Kimi. <laughs> I mean, understandably. Uh, she's she's uh, very young. Uh, and uh, it, it just so happens that this day is also the day that several foreign technical interns are moving into the housing complex along with the Koshide family. Uh, the, uh, the father of the family uh, is kind of the uh, supervisor and helper to uh, help with the language barrier and uh, also sort of a therapist. It, it sounds like he's he's involved with uh, their mental health, too. So what what they say foreign and I feel like that's typical Japanese, uh, you know, just generic foreigner. Yeah, they're, not, but... they're not Japanese. Uh, it seems like they are. I thought Turkish. That was my impression. I got Turkish. Um, yeah, I, Ar- Arab of Arab of some kind. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I got to give him credit though. Skipping uh, ahead a little bit, they're not shying away from the, from that at all. No, no, they are not. Uh, and they are showing that the landlady Wada is not thrilled by the fact that there are so many foreigners moving into her housing. No, she's totally xenophobic. We can say it. (laughs) She totally is, but this is from from stories I've heard of people who... It's normal. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's normal for them. Yeah, I absolutely would would say that. Yeah. So these technical interns are are moving in because they're working for the fishing company. And uh, they all show up at her front door to greet her. (laughs) We're introduced to Rubel, who's sort of the leader and one of the only ones who can understand Japanese, I guess. 
<laughs> even though they're clearly speaking English. Englishese. I've honestly gotten to the point where I'm like, yeah, it's Japanese, but I understand that it's Japanese, but for our sake, it's it's being translated. Yeah. So later, the uh, old men are all concerned that the foreigners and the locals could become a volatile situation, and they aren't sure what they think of the towering fellow standing near them. This, uh, this guy turns out to be a fellow named Khan. Uh... We see Kimmy talking to her mother, question mark? That scene makes me very worried. It does. Me too. It was so unsettling. I got I got total... Little Bates uh, Motel going on. I got, I got Psycho vibes from that. If anyone's <laughs> yes. ever seen the movie Psycho. Yes. Yes. Perhaps. Perhaps. Or maybe she's just talking to her mother's ghost. It's not that creepy all things considered we don't we don't really know about the the deal with kimi other than that all the old folks really like her that's uh that's that's about it seems like she might be living with someone or maybe living alone we we don't know yet uh after that conversation she has with somebody or nobody uh Kimmy decides to do an optical illusion of her own by making it look like the bars on the railing are still covering her, but it's actually something that she put on her clothes and she's standing ahead of the bars, which is a very stupid thing to do. Yeah, she shouts, optical illusion! And it almost looks like she jumps off that balcony. It kind of did look that way. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think she slipped and fell so much. It's just kind of dumped. Look Luckily, at me! I'm an optical illusion! <laughs> that's not how it works, honey! <laughs> well, kind of, but you're, you're, doing, you're going too far. <laughs> that's not how the force works. So uh, thankfully, the the big fellow Khan is able to catch her, and they're like, "You know what? You're an okay guy." Yeah, nice, nice of you to come to that conclusion. Thanks. Though the cold open seems to imply otherwise. Don't jump to conclusions yet. Yeah, it, they could be misdirection Gosh. if you Ooh, big long is... con. Um, <laughs> he he is pretty long. Okay, the long con is definitely the episode title. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Keiko and Yuri, the uh, wife and daughter of Mr. Koshide, uh, introduce themselves to Momo and... Th- they learn that uh, Momo lives with her son, who is a large fellow who is a recluse, likes to draw monsters and hang out in his room. But sometimes he goes on walks, so uh, look look out for him. He's he's a good boy. She says, smiling with sweat. With sweat. <laughs> his favorite anime is Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Cthulhu Fatagan. What a wonderful phrase. 
Later, Kimi's looking at the stars on the roof, being like, optical illusion! And then she gets spooked by Yuri, who did not expect to find her on the roof. So, in retaliation of sorts, Kimi takes Yuri down to the storeroom and spooks her back with the dead dog. You'll get on my sanity. Found that padlock on the ground and just kick it. That's yeah, fine. No problems. So, uh, clearly somebody else is down here. And an unknown figure runs past them in the dark. Okay, that was creepy. I, 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 knowing who it is, it's like, wait, what? That, that was almost like a superhuman speed by run by. They, yeah. they so underreacted to that moment, too. Like, like. A, they didn't notice anybody there. B, a person just walked by them and they didn't really catch who it was. And they're like, oh, well, okay, let's keep going. (laughs) Okay. Wouldn't it be scarier to go back? (laughs) Where the thing went, yeah. Whatever the thing was. Yeah, it's not as scary to stay here and go forward, right? (laughs) Let's go where it came from, not where, instead of where it went. That's (laughs) much better. Where it's going, yeah. Uh, maybe. Uh, so they find a room further back in the storeroom and see a whole bunch of very detailed monster drawings. Lots of Cthulhu. This is like and the most intense game of Elder Sign I've ever seen. Also, uh, a pen on the ground. They find a pen on the ground, which they determine probably belongs to Hideo. Yeah. Figured that that's probably him, so they go and re- return it the next day. And Momo seems a little unnerved that this is happening, but she says, "Okay, you can return it to him, but uh, you can't see me." Okay. Sure. Sure. Uh, so they start talking to Hideo from behind his door and they they like try to pitch him the possibility of talking to her father because he helps with uh, mental health with the interns yeah explain to me how these very young children understand that much about mental health i mean they, none of them, nothing what they were saying was wrong it was just like where did you learn all of this it was very not believable, but it was sweet. I almost sweet. wonder if the dub aged them down. Yeah. It's yeah. possible. That kind of thing has happened before, but it's really more common in things like Digimon. Yeah. So, but I do wonder, because on one hand, I do think that they like look the right age. They look like they're 9 and 10, as opposed to teenagers, which is pretty common in anime. But part of me is like, these feel like they were written as 14-year-olds, but we decided that they look too young to be 14. I don't know. They look, they, they could pull off 14 to me. I mean, sure, sure they could. I mean, in most anime, that is what a 14-year-old looks like. <laughs> I shouldn't say most, but in certainly a lot. 14-year-old girls. 14-year-old guys look like they uh, look like JoJo characters. <laughs> my god, I know. Well, who knows how old Hideo is. Oh my god. I just assumed he's a teenager and he's a a shut-in. 
I definitely got shut in vibes from him. Although, you know, there there's a nice side to him. He he was he 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 was grateful for the returning of the pen. He did. He, he drew, he drew them a cute picture. Oh my gosh, it's so adorable. It's also kind of creepy if you think about it. Also, how do you draw it so fast? He's very good. Anime logic. Anime logic. Well, honestly, I get the feel that he's not necessarily a bad guy, but that he just doesn't want to deal with people. I get that there's probably they're probably right on the ball saying there's probably some mental health issues. See how well this show bad. actually explores that. No, yeah. that's going to be I feel like that'll be a red herring. They were they did a good job at giving us these fake outs and red herrings throughout the episode. So, I bet yeah. you Yeah. Well, I don't uh, know if they're red herrings, but there sure were fish scattered around the ground. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's That was well done. That was, it well was beautiful. Sketch. That was absolutely beautiful. Uh, um, and, I was uh, going to say though, I'm getting a lot of uh, a paranoia agent vibes where there's lots of little things going on that add to a big problem, and we're not even touching the the surface of it yet, really. Yeah, this this whole thing is doing a good job of keeping up the tension. Just little weird things happening every now and then, and the combination with the music. And just the kind of secluded setting, definitely unnerving a lot of the time, which I think is good. I think I think that's very good for a slow burn. Uh, yeah. So as I mentioned, there was a bunch of fish scattered on the ground, and uh, the old men are like, "Oh, we better clean this up before Wada sees it. She's gonna get mad." Meanwhile, Wada's getting upset because she sees that the wash area has been messed up, and. Uh, is uh, really upset when she starts hearing the chanting coming from one of the rooms, which turns out to be the foreigner's morning prayers. That was the best fake out because that's like, oh no, we have Cthulhu cultists. They're doing good, evil chanting. Oh God. Oh, oh. It's, you know, it's... as as soon as it started happening, I was like, that, I think they're doing morning prayers. That, that was my impression as well, too. I was like, oh, they're probably praying. <laughs> Yeah, I actually did not catch that until I saw the the, the uh, rugs, and I'm like, oh, yeah. oh. morning prayers are very important. And I'm actually course, really impressed. Why that they actually continues that in to there. be quite the xenophobe. Yeah, and then Kimmy's like, well, everybody's really upset, but they'd all be happier if we had some shaved ice. Is the solution if the ice is ready? Shaved ice is the solution to all the world's ills. Shaved ice will save us from racism. Oh my god. <laughs> Shaved ice solves racism. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So she goes back to Bomo and Hideo's to ask about the shaved ice because uh, Momo was keeping the big block of ice in preparation for that. And she finds the door unlocked. Hmm. Then she finds Hideo's room, his bedroom door, open. And Hideo is pressed up against his computer screen that is marked up with what looks like blood. And Kimmy wonders, is this too optical illusion? <laughs> yeah, sure it is. It's fine. Well, you know, if it is a fake out, then it could be. It totally will yeah. be. I, it, I think I it can see it. Will be. It was a good hanging um, ending, though. Like it really, it really left you wondering if something terrible had happened. But given how much throughout the episode they would 
do those fake outs, you know, set you up for something terrible. And then it was like, Oh, it's nothing. Um, I think that's what it's going to be. But the, the good thing about building up tension that way is that it leaves you as the viewer. Um, you're, you're both, you're both left unguarded eventually, but also a little tense. So like you're, you're, you're jumpy, but then they're like, Oh, it's nothing. I'm just, I'm just tense because of the, the, you know, the buildup. And so I feel like, taken with how how the other episodes will likely go it'll it'll lead to you know some nice like action sequences you know like like what we had in that opening which it went that opening went by so quickly that that sequence with the violence that i i barely caught it all i just remember seeing like faces screaming and blood and i was like what the hell i was like oh they're just throwing us in there now <laughs> and then suddenly it's a bright summer day and i was like okay I see how this is going to do, you know, they're, they're using a flash forward. I, I feel it. Yeah. He, he runs fast for a big guy. So in that ritual that happened in the, in the vision, uh, one girl seems to sacrifice herself for the other. I do wonder if there is some kind of connection between those girls and Amy and Yuri. Remember the theme is, optical illusion nothing is what you think it is when you see it so i'm reluctant to jump to any conclusions except for kimi's mom something weird is going on with that <laughs> oh 100 <Yeah. 100%. laughs> percent. there's some total psycho vibes going on there you cannot see her she never responds you know they don't actually mention her when she's speaking with the other adults she doesn't even mention her I thought that was really odd. And, you know, like the whole creepy little girl thing just would be perfect for horror. Not not, not trying to throw a little Kimmy under the bus. She may be just a perfect angel, but she, she did launch adorable. herself off a balcony. <laughs> so. not, not, the, not the sharpest tool in the storeroom, but definitely adorable. Super Good morning! Fast. Why yeah. is it so hot? She's really cute. <laughs> Xanthe's... Uh, once again, just adorable. You may you may recall that she was Hidomi in Fully Cooly Progressive. Mm -hmm. This is a very different voice. I mean, she clearly trying to sound younger and succeeding. <laughs> and uh, Kaylee Mills as Yuri, also very good. Lots of lots of good people in the cast. Run that down real quick since this is the first episode jake eberly is taka doug stone is koba michael sorik is yoshkin caitlin glass is momo that's interesting hearing caitlin glass in a los angeles dub she has been doing some of those lately janice carroll is wada bob carter is Khan. bob carter is also somebody who previously almost only worked in texas so that's but i believe he's also in licorice recoil as the shop owner in that whose <laughs> name escapes me and ryan colt levy is rubel shout out to ryan colt levy yay getting the protagonist role chainsaw man hell yeah oh yeah Good for him Good for him. I have been hyping up Chainsaw Man to all of my local buddies, and they're like, you're going to watch this. 
Yuri's parents are played by Sean Chiplock and Susie Young. Their names are Seichi and Keiko. And all that is listed here. You get the Japanese credits if you uh, if you watch the ending. And then we had the English credits on like a, a post ending. I don't know if that's going to be the case because we got the, the opening as the ending. So maybe they'll not do that extra credit roll afterwards and ha- actually have the space to put those credits in somewhere. The OP was boss. I loved it. It was really Oh, yeah. Cool. I liked it. I Hard rock, not exactly what I was expecting for this show, but I like it. It, it amps you up. It's a make-believe by Ivan Kong. Not familiar with that artist, but definitely be checking out their stuff. Most of the song is in English, but there is a little bit of Japanese. And this dub was actually recorded at Bang Zoom, which is kind of interesting because Fena and Black Lotus were both NYAV Post, I believe. The voice director is Bill Millsap. And the ARER script was by Marlon Moore. And the casting director, as is usually the case with Bang Zoom, is Mami Okada. That is the staff. A lot of the uh, animation staff don't have like <laughs> any credits per se, or not not anything really significant. Uh, like Yuji Nara has has never directed anything before, other than commercials. But the animation director has done Tatsuya Sasaki. Worked on Overlord. Was the assistant episode director on an episode of Little Witch Academia. I like that production IG used some young and upcoming talent on this. And also some, some veterans like Caitlin Glass, obviously. But it's good to see that mix in, yeah. in everything. Not just in the voice actor obviously but then in clearly in the animation and the direction so i feel like with the entertainment industry you know i i've read articles about how challenging it can be sometimes for younger and new talent to get noticed um and so whenever you see them taking part in in a project like this i feel like this is great it's a good chance for them to build their resume get their name out there and and contribute to something cool and interesting and and adult swim productions these original productions you know like the tsunami stuff is such an excellent opportunity because especially now that they're not doing co-productions with crunchyroll anymore and god knows what the hell's going on over there now like this is such a great opportunity then for these smaller companies or or lesser known names to 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 really um make their mark you know use a product like Toonami. I mean, if you think about it, how many how many shows, how many people, how many directors started on Toonami years and years ago, and, and now those are considered classics. So I, I love seeing stuff like that. I think that's great. Huh. The uh, music composer also hasn't really worked on much. Toshi Fumi Kawamura. Uh, apparently, they on something called Eternity Shinya no Norakoi Channel. They did the theme song composition for the ending. Seem to have any other music credits? 
Hmm. But I like the music. I think the music's really good. Absolutely. There are times when I think they're perhaps leaning too hard on a particular song. I love the Eerie Piano. Are you kidding me? That was great. <laughs> yeah, one thing I found interesting is that the the writer, uh, Amphibian, uh, the mm-hmm. thing that he's known for is like uh, he was the scenario writer for the visual novel Raging Loop, which is like another horror-esque like uh, stories taking place in like a remote mountain village. So I guess it kind of makes sense why they chose him for this project. Yeah. Similar I, idea. I think I, it's a little early to call, but I, I think the setup here is solid. There's definitely possibilities for good, disturbing scenarios. Yeah, they have this group of quirky people living together. They have a few newcomers. It's a good classic setup, I think. Uh, and then the, the hinting at an ancient horror and some ritual or ancient peoples. And like, so they could, they, they set you up for, for enough that it could go in any direction with this. It could be like something just human. It could be supernatural. It could be, you know, what whatever, you know. Oh no, and I kind of like that, you know. And I think I I've been thinking about this four episodes. That could be a movie if you put them all together. So like this could be yeah, this could be like a film. And I wouldn't be surprised if the week then the this the week after they air the final episode, they do a mini marathon and just play all sure of them will. together. It's gonna be Halloween weekend. Yeah, I would I I would rewatch these all together without even having seen the the remaining three episodes. I feel like um, that that's worth my while. It would certainly be a spoopy binge. It yeah. did. I am kind of worried, thinking... though, because like with it being four episodes and the pacing of this one, I'm not sure like how grand of a story they can really tell by the end of this. Yeah, it's definitely slow, which I actually quite like, but four episodes at this speed is a bit concerning. I didn't feel like it was too slow. I actually felt like they were moving kind of fast. Like we had a lot. Yeah, like we had a ton of introductions. We had to get to know these characters really quickly. We had really quick spoofs of all these different like horror genre fake outs like I felt like I felt like it was the opposite. I think maybe just because nothing was overtly startling or scary yet, maybe it might seem slow. But I think in terms of introduction to a setting, that it all kind of like went pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, I think the one concern is like the amount of information we get established in this episode. Mm-hmm. It means that they also have to tie up all those loose ends. Yeah, by the end of the I episodes. have my doubts that they're gonna pull that off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Some know. May intentionally be red herrings. Yeah. I think I think they are. I think I think they're gonna. I mean, you as you mentioned with your delicious fish pun, <laughs> you know that that would be that would that would be appropriate for for this. this well, they threw that we're seeing in the preview for episode two, there are more animal carcasses showing up, not not just fish, and. Uh, Everybody's gathered around to have some shaved ice, but there seems to be maybe something wrong with the shaved ice. Is the dog actually like, I was trying to figure out how the dog was dead. Cause when I saw it at first, I thought it was, um, 
a stuffed dog, you know? It seems too scraggly to be stuffed. It looks like, like, yes, it looked like, like a corpse. It looked like a, a a taxidermy dried up. That's what I thought. It was taxidermied because it didn't smell. If it were like an actual dog that just died. Well, there, no, taxidermy is a dead animal. You yeah. just dump things to preserve it so it doesn't smell. Like... Yeah, well, that's that's what I meant by stuffed. Like I, I thought mean, it was. You did like... mention that the storeroom smelled, but I mean that could be anything. I mean, Kimi no, was like, referring to thing... as like a mummified dog, though. So like. Then, okay, so then it would have been, if it were mummified, then presumably this area, the dog somehow got in there and then got sealed. The air would have had to have sealed for it not to have rotted. Or it was frightened to death. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) It had his teeth bared, so you never Uh, know. Something sucked out its soul and its organs. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, I'm really pumped. I'm totally feeling it. I'm totally feeling the 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 tension and like all of the, you know, throwing the stuff out there to 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 get the 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 viewer unsettled and I I'm just really into this whole October thing. I don't know why. Yesterday was it yes yeah, yesterday I woke up and I was like, it's October. This is this is my month. I'm ready for this, you know, and they have housing complex C and I'm just I'm just really all for it. I'm for the scary. I, I'm hoping that it does kind of freak me out a little bit. Other than housing complex C, this uh, anime season doesn't really have too many spoopy options, really. No, not no. really. You have to go back and watch stuff you already seen and then you you're missing the you're missing the spook if you've already seen it. Good thing Toonami is providing. And for the record, Tokyo Ghoul does not fucking count. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tokyo Ghoul. We we don't we don't talk about Tokyo Ghoul. No, but like when I want spooky, but like I want like mysterious and a thriller. I don't want just straight out slasher horror. Yeah, you know? I'm, want, I'm with like, you on that. Yeah, I want Parasite, a story. Good Tokyo Ghoul, bad. That, yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I want a story, and I want a story that, like, leaves you wanting more. Like, oh, what does this mean? What's this mysterious artifact? Or so why is this person disappeared? Like, shit like that. Not like, I'm a zombie, and I eat people, or some, some whatever. So what you're telling me is you want some uh, Stranger Things? Yes. Want <laughs> I'm stranger sorry. <laughs> I've just recently gotten into that. <laughs> I am very late to the party. You and the rest of the world. I haven't watched it either, actually. It's on my queue. I haven't either. I've only seen uh, season uh, one. Uh, uh, I'm in the middle of three. A friend of mine got me into it, and uh, in the last several weeks we've just been barreling through it, and it's been amazing. Laser is a JMAC? Uh, no, actually, surprisingly. Um, it's uh, my buddy Josh. Um, I don't think you've met him. Oh, wow. I'm surprised it's not JMAC. Uh, J Mac is definitely one of the one of uh, J Mac. By the way, J Mac looks exactly like Hopper. It's, it's kind of he hilarious. He does Hopper TikTok uh, TikTok videos. I know he does, and he's amazing at it. I didn't know how amazing he was at it until I watched the show. So I'm trying an experiment. I 
have my partner who is not an anime fan or well, not on purpose. He just hasn't watched it. Uh, is watching this with me, <laughs> having not really ever seen anime. So we watched the first episode together, and we're, I'm I'm gonna make that you know a habit. Like we're gonna watch the other ones too together. I'm just really curious. I, I don't know why. I just thought like, yes, I'm gonna thrust you into an unknown. Like I don't even know what to expect. So I feel like the reactions will be authentic and will be a lot of fun too document as we go <laughs> well with that we should uh, probably get out of here so if you have thoughts on housing complex c or anything else involving tsunami you can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com you can follow us on facebook.com backslash tsunami faithful podcast and on twitter at tsunami podcast you can listen to the podcast on just about everything including itunes google music spotify and amazon you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. You can get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com, such as Kuro's recent Housing Complex C piece. In case you missed it. will be the last. Definitely give it a read. It's really good. Oh, thanks, guys. I get so it won't be the last. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, please do it so I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for my now weekly housing <laughs> complex E updates. <laughs> how, I don't understand how you were able to write something and CJ approve it the same day. <laughs> I don't get that either. I, 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 magic. Bravo. <laughs> Indeed. I concur. It, when the inspiration flows, it flows. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, B-Lord, tell them where they can find you. Yeah, uh, people can find me on Twitter at B-LordGTZ, and then I write various things for MangaMavericks.com as well as the Tanami Faithful website. So you can check out my writing over there. And then I do a bunch of podcasts as a part of my podcast empire, as Laser would call it. <laughs> uh, the big the Lord podcast universe. It does yes. have a podcast empire, yes. The big honcho being the Demon Slayer podcast at Slayer Podcast. But there's also the Dumb Weebs podcast at Dumb Weebs Pod. Saturday Night Shoggy at Sat Night Shoggy. And Oversoul Shaman King podcast at Shaman King Pod. So check out all those. I broke order, but it's okay. Laser Kid, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, LaserKid Prime. You can find me uh, often on uh, V Lord's Cavalcade of Podcasts. And of course, you can find my uh, Tunami Focused editorials right here on Tunami Faithful. And currently, you can also find me in Splatsville. <laughs> and Kuro, where can they find you? You won't find me on V Lord's Empire of Podcasts because he never invites me. Um, shade throne. You don't uh, ask. Just kidding. No, seriously, invite me. <laughs> if, if you want to hear me, guys, at V Lord and say we want to hear Kuro <laughs> on V Lord's podcast. <laughs> um, you will. You can find me writing editorials for tsunamifaithful.com. The the last piece, in case you missed this episode, and we gave you all the spoilers from listening to this, but you want to read anyway, you can check out my review, and I'll probably be doing re weekly and or one 
review assessment. We have decided yet but uh, if you have an opinion on it let me know and um, given that it's October and I'm really excited for October and I kind of got into the spooky vibes I have another fun surprise coming this month um, and you can follow me on Twitter at happy crow kitty and where can they find you sketch you can find me on Twitter at sketch 1984 that I'd like to thank you all for listening to the podcast whenever we put one out uh, we will try to keep up with the weekly releases to recap housing complex C, but no absolute promises. Stuff happens. <laughs> we'll definitely manage to get all the episodes out before the end of October. That's what <laughs> I promise. All right. Eventually. <laughs> okay, by the first week of November. <laughs> I want to dig myself into a corner here. Uh, hopefully we get some kind of news because Lupin is just two episodes away from ending. Made in Abyss is three weeks away from ending its hour in the uh, 3 a.m. time slot. And uh, I, I wouldn't made count in on... Abyss. By Made in Abyss, you mean Made in Hell? <sighs> <laughs> I finished season two, Kuro, and... My God. I, I have thoughts. It, it, I'm waiting for that to get dubbed, but uh, I'm afraid. We'll talk about it at the end. No, of the the dub has is proceeding. Talk Ooh, about this. I'll start talk watching it. it. Yeah. And um, one can only wonder how Toonami will fill these time slots, seeing as three of their We Can Play Anytime shows turned out to be not that. <coughs> Sentai. Uh, <coughs> give us Ushio and Tora, yes, you give, it, give us Ushio and Tora so I can scream about Fujita for hours. Give us Kaiji. Yes, Kaiji. I haven't seen any of these, by the way. You know I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting on purpose. I'm and, waiting for you all to put them on Toonami for me to watch yeah. them. And if How much since, I uh, you have the TV rights, please, please, Finland Saga. Oh, we believe yeah. in you. We believe in you, Sentai. Sentai, you are our last hope. Keep Is us. Is Finland going. Saga even dubbed? It has yes. two dubs. <laughs> oh, okay. It has two dubs. Netflix dubbed it and Sentai dubbed it. I've only seen it on um I've only seen it in Japanese, so mm. fascinating. Both dubs are very good. I want to see the dubs now. Well, one is on High Dive and the other is on Netflix. Uh, High Dive only has a sub, sadly. Really? Uh-huh. I was looking. I didn't know it was on Netflix. I'm gonna have to go watch it there now. Are you sure? Ah, let me go confirm, but I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure, but not 100%. Uh, well, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> because on the uh, other possibilities front, just put it out there, I think it's still like 50-50 for My Hero, but they haven't even announced the dub yet. <laughs> so, mm. They said they're uh, going to dub it. it, it's, it's, it, it, it they, they haven't said when yet. but Yeah, there's there's been no premiere date announced for the dub the, the sub just started this past week and it's not a filler episode <laughs> yeah Gasp, it's well i i you, you saw what maki tweeted about fully cooly so that might yes. be yes <laughs> maki was tweeting about her evening plans on the night that housing complex c was uh premiering and among them was working on Remote ADR for Fooly Cooly Grunge. 
Okay, apparently, yes, it does have the dub, so uh, I'm just a dum-dum. Okay, that's just good to know. But you're our dum-bum. I was pretty... Well, I mean, you know. That's, well, that that's is a know. pretty good indication that Fooly Cooly Grunge is coming sooner than later, but I still don't think November. I'd say early next year. <laughs> yeah, probably like January or February. I'd lean towards February. But, uh, yeah. And considering the time frame that she was doing the ADR, I'd say that was probably the Japanese recording, not the U.S. one. I don't think uh, I don't think they're recording at like four in the morning. Or in the U.S. <laughs> probably not, unless you're at the Crunchyroll Studio. Hi-o! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you're doing this to you, Crunchy. You are. You absolutely are. It's just a meeting. Just a just meeting. A meeting. Just a meeting. We don't hate you. We want to love you. We just don't understand why you don't want to love us back. Mm-hmm. True. True that. And it just leaves a bad taste in all our mouths because we just want to enjoy the new season. We want to enjoy Spy Family. We want to enjoy My Hero and Chainsaw Man. We want to enjoy these things. What we won't be enjoying on Crunchyroll is apparently Bleach. Oof. <laughs> and you know what? That whole That's sub okay. off of there with no notice. Which they probably had that contract with TV Tokyo from back in... 2009 so yeah also the video uploads of those were really really old and probably not worth keeping but it is on hulu which of course is no use to anybody outside of the u.s and uh it's on netflix the dub is on hulu too no it's not on netflix anymore wait what only the two two of the animated movies and the live action movie are oh son of a bitch Definitely makes me All wonder right. uh, where Thousand Year Blood War is going to be then. Just Hulu? Yeah, and this is why we buy our Hulu. It's, it's, I think it might have to take the L here, but it is definitely going to Disney Plus in Canada. Hmm. Strange. Strange choices, Viz. But hey, you know, if the choice was that or work with Crunchyroll, good job. We understand. <laughs> I mean, they're both <laughs> just... Please, so please. I don't think it's a win either way. Oh, please, please. Also, again, Tsunami, this is please, why bleachy. This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, please, please bring bleach to Tsunami. It always did well on Adult Swim. Uh, and this is again why people pirate. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Thank you again for listening to us ramble and also listening to this podcast. And uh, like I said, hopefully we will continue the weekly releases for covering Housing Complex C. And hopefully we have some news regarding Toonami's upcoming programming soon because there will be polls very soon. And until next time, thank you for listening. And we're punting out. Peace. The real horror was the friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) I was holding on to that for the entire (laughs) subconscious.
Cause I'm overwhelming, choking me mm, Nothing changes to another thing Yeah, I think I know who you wanna be But do you know who you wanna be? Oh yeah All I ever wanted is just another chance Say, pay.